Okay, Genesis. Genesis chapter 5 is where we're going to be today. We did start Genesis chapter 5 last week. We looked at the godly line of Seth. And you'll remember last week we also had, you see this drawing on the board behind me. On the left side we've got the, the ungodly line of Cain. And on the right side we've got the godly line of Seth. At the top obviously we have Adam and Eve. So from Adam and Eve you can see I've got these lines drawn you can see that it indicates that we've got Cain and then his descendants. And then somewhat more to the right of that, we've got Abel. And then more to the right of that, we've got the indications of Seth and his descendants. And then you can see as the line moves on to the right that there are more little hash lines to indicate that there were more children. We do know that Adam and Eve had more children than just Cain, Abel, and Seth. And that information does come to us right out of the Bible. In fact, it says here in Genesis chapter 5, verse 4, it says, after he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. So we know they had more children than Cain and Abel and Seth. But these are the three primary ones that the Bible concerns itself with. They're the only named ones, the named descendants of Adam and Eve, as far as the immediate descendants, the immediate children of Adam and Eve. You can see on the chart behind me, over on the left, under Cain, you see that uh, there's Enoch. And that's, you remember, we discussed is not the same Enoch as we would see in the line of Seth. It, it is somebody that has the same name, but it's a different person. Under Enoch is Irad. Under Irad, Mahujael. Under Mahujael is Methushael. And then Lamech. And then under Lamech, you can see here that we've got three sons and a daughter, Jabal, Jubal, Tubal-Cain, and Namah, Namah being the daughter. So that's the descendants, the line of Cain. Now, as often is the case in the genealogical information from Genesis, a lot of times you will get a genealogy of the people that the Bible basically is going to say adios to. They're going to say goodbye, no more, we don't need to uh, concern ourselves with these folks so much anymore. And that's the case here as well. So we've got a brief description of the line of Cain before it focuses on the line of Seth, which is the more prominent line. This is actually the, the line of Seth is the line through whom the promised Messiah would eventually come. So what we're going to do then is we're going to go ahead and erase on the board here the line of Cain. Say goodbye, everybody, to the line of Cain. There they go. All right. And then we're also going to, sadly, erase Abel. Because Abel, we're not going to be reading about him much anymore as well as we move along in Genesis. So with the line of Cain removed and with Abel removed, you can see now that the attention on the board it mirrors the attention that the Bible gives. And that is that the line of Seth is where we're going to be looking at primarily as we go through this information, as we go through this, the narrative, all right? the genealogy here in chapter 5 and then the narrative that follows in chapter 6. So here you can see who we've got left on the board. We've got Adam and Eve at the top. And then to the right of that, we've got, as it goes down from there as well, Seth. And then Seth has Enosh. Enosh has Kenan. Kenan has Mahalalel. Mahalalel has Jared. Jared has Enoch. And then there's Methuselah. And then Lamech. And then Noah. And then the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so those names come directly right out of chapter 5. 
If we were to read chapter 5, that's basically what it is. It's just a list of those names. There is a formula. We talked about this a little bit last week as well. A formula in chapter 5 where it basically says there's this person, and then this person lived this long before they had this son, and then they had more sons and daughters and lived this many more years, and altogether their lifespan was this long. So we get that information from the chapter in those formulas, one person after another, with an exception uh, for Enoch, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. What I want to do, though, is I want to go a little bit deeper into the numbers, all right, the ages. And the reason for that is, well, I like math. I like math, and I love reading the Bible, and it's kind of fun to put together the math and the Bible together in one study, and that's what part of today's study is going to be about, a large part of today's study. And then there's another thing as well, because as you look at these ages, you begin to realize that these people lived a lot longer than we're used to, okay? So let's go ahead and dive in and see what we can uncover about their ages, all right? So first off, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and go through this, and we're going to list their total age, all right, the, the total amount of time that they lived, and we're also going to list the number of years it is between the birth uh, of the one person and then the birth of the next person and then the number of years until the birth of the next person. So here, I think it'll be, make more sense as we go. All right. So Adam and Eve, let's start with Adam and Eve. It says there in Genesis chapter 5, and we'll go down to verse 3, and Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. So how many years is it between Adam and Seth? It's 130 years. So we're going to write 130 years up here between Adam and Seth. So you can see the way that it's written here. 130 years between Adam and Seth. But then it goes on to say how long Adam lived entirely, right? So verse 4, it says, After he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. 930 years. So we're going to put that over here. So here we have an indication. Between Adam and Seth, we have the number written 130. That means Adam was 130 years old by the time he had Seth. And then we've got this number to the right of Adam, 930, and that's an indication of the total length of his life, the total span of his life. Okay, so moving on from there, let's look at the rest of these names and fill in the rest of the information. How many years is it between Seth and Enosh? Okay, Seth and Enosh. It says there in verse 6, Seth lived 105 years and begot Enosh. So we're going to write 105 here between Seth and Enosh. And then how many days total did Seth live? You have to jump down to verse 8. So all the days of Seth were 900 and 12 years. So over here to the right of Seth, we're writing 912. So we can see at a glance that Adam lived to be 930, Seth lived to be 912. These are some huge ages. All right, let's move on from there. So now the next one is what? Between Enosh and Kenan. Enosh and Kenan. Verse 9. Enosh lived 90 years and begot Kenan. And then how long total did Enosh live? Jump down to verse 11. So all the days of Enosh were 900 and five years, and he died. 905 years. So we've got that up here, writing it next to Enosh. All right, so now between Kenan and Mahalalel. All right? Verse 12, Kenan lived 70 years and begot Mahalalel. So 70 is the number that we're going to put there between the Kenan and Mahalalel. 
And then how long did Kenan live altogether? Jump down to verse 14. So all the days of Kenan were 910 years. So we're going to write 910 to the right of Kenan. All right, so next in line is Jared. How long did Mahalalel live before he had Jared? Verse 15, Mahalalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. That's verse 15. And then how long total did Mahalalel live? Verse 17, so all the days of Mahalalel were 800 and 95 years, and he died. So what we're doing, we're just putting up a list of numbers right now. We're going to be doing something with these numbers in a little bit. But for now, we're just getting the numbers onto the board. All right, so now the next one is Jared to Enoch. So go to verse 18. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. All right, so 162 is going to go there between Jared and Enoch. And then how long did Jared live total? Verse 20, so all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. 962 years. We're going to write that to the right of Jared. All right, so now Enoch. Here we come to a little break from the formula, and I think you'll see what I mean. First off, how long was it before Enoch had Methuselah, his son? Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. Now, how long was it before Enoch died? How long was his total life before he died? And it's actually a trick question because he doesn't die. It says here in verse 22, after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and begot sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch, this is verse 23 now, were 365 years. But it doesn't say he died. Verse 24, what does it say? And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. That's kind of strange. Everybody else ends up dying, but not Enoch. Enoch and Elijah alone, the two people in the Bible, uh, no, no death. They haven't died. All right. There's another passage regarding Enoch, a New Testament passage I think would be worth going to. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, you probably recognize this chapter as the chapter of, it's kind of the hall of fame of the people of faith. All right. Regarding Enoch, Verse 5, it says this, By faith Enoch was translated so that he did not see death, quote, and was not found because God had translated him, unquote. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. The author of Hebrews tells us that Enoch pleased God. So Enoch, Enoch doesn't die. He lives a total of 365 years before he's taken up into heaven to be with God and so we've got 365 that we write here. All right, moving on to Methuselah. All right, verse 25. How long did Methuselah live before he had his son Lamech? Verse 25, Methuselah lived 187 years and begot Lamech. So we're going to write 187 here between Methuselah and Lamech. And then how long total did Methuselah live? Verse 27. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years. He gets the award for living the longest amount of time of anybody recorded in the Bible. 969 years. There was a, another close one. Jared lived 962. He missed it by just a little bit. Methuselah gets the award. 969 years. Then Lamech ends up having a son, Noah. How long did Lamech live before he had Noah? It says here in verse 28. Lamech lived 182 years and begot a son, and he called his name Noah. 
Verse 30, after he begot Noah, Lamech lived 595 years and begot sons and daughters. How long total did Lamech live? In verse 31, so all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. 777 years. So we're going to write 777 to the right of Lamech. And we've got 182 here between Lamech and Noah, which is written below. All right, so now we're down to Noah. And we find from verse 32 that Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. A lot of times when you look at these genealogical records in Genesis, you have two types of genealogies. You have a vertical genealogy. Up and down is vertical, right? And that's kind of the way I've tried to write it up here. Up and down. So you look, and Adam's at the top, and moving down, it goes Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, and so on. And then sometimes in Genesis, you'll have a recording of a genealogical record that's horizontal, left to right. And you can see I've written that down here for Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth, all being brothers, all being sons of Noah. So in this instance, you have a situation that's very similar to what we actually saw in Genesis chapter 4 with the line of Cain, where you've got a largely vertical genealogy that actually ends with a horizontal genealogy. All right? It's a combination of the two. So in this case, you've got a person, a descendant, another descendant, another descendant, another descendant, and then at the end, you've got this branching out where you've got the three coming from Noah. Just as we saw on the line of Cain, you had those three sons that came from Lamech plus the daughter. Okay. Now, we've got this information on the board. Now we know the relationship between the fathers and the sons as far as the number of years that passed between the birth of one person and then the birth of his son and the birth of his, his son and the birth of his son, as it goes. And we also have the relationship between the number of years each person lived entirely. Now, let me make a point about this. Number one, these guys lived a long time. I don't think you know anybody, I certainly don't know anybody, that has lived to be this long. This is outrageously long, right? Why is that? Is that even possible? Could it be that they actually did live that long? Well, yes. Yes, they actually could have. There are a couple of things I want to point out. Number one, this is before the flood. Things changed a lot after the flood. It's interesting as we'll follow the story and we'll watch the amount of time a person lives generally starts to go down, all right, after the flood. Until not too very much further into the future, as we look through the book of Genesis, you'll see that they end up living lifespans that are typical of what you and I would expect to see. Like I said, this is before the flood. The world was a completely different place before the flood. You didn't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that we have to deal with. I mean, we're dealing with stuff that's in our food that they didn't have in their food. We're eating stuff that didn't even exist for them. What were they eating? They were eating all natural. You talk about eating all natural nowadays, and it's hard to find a person that actually is eating as natural as perhaps the people back then were eating, all right? Ozone and the UV rays coming in through the ozone and whatnot. I, I don't follow that kind of stuff in the news enough to be able to speak authoritatively on that, but I'm going to guess that it has something to do with it. I'm going to guess that what your body and my body is receiving as we walk around outside and as we're breathing the air that we've got outside, I got to think the air back then was a little bit cleaner. All right, I got to think that maybe the sunlight that was coming through, they didn't probably need sunblock. That's just my hunch, all right? So you've got a completely different world back then. 
Here's another thing as well. There are lots of legends, pagan societies that have their own historical legends that end up having similarities to what we see here. Accounts by these other pagan societies of antiquity they end up talking about people that lived a long, long time. They also talk about a flood. They talk about a boat. They talk about salvation through one man and his family. And they talk about these outrageous ages. Could it be that the reason that these pagan societies of antiquity have these similarities to what we're looking at in God's word? Could it be that they have their basis in truth because they have the same ancestry? Everybody gets funneled down to Noah and his three sons. So everybody that's around now is related to Noah and his three sons because everybody else all got wiped away in the flood. And it was just Noah and his three sons through whom everybody else came. Let's talk about another thing as well. I couldn't help but notice with these ages and start to think, wait a minute. If the only people that made it through the flood were Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and you've got all these immediate ancestors living for such long periods of time, how is it that there weren't others that needed to be on the boat? I mean, I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of an overlap in this line with these ages. What happened to them? Did they drown in the flood? Does this jive, does the information from chapter 5 jive with the information from chapter 6 and going onward from there with the flood? Are these chapters compatible or are they in contrast to one another? That's one thing I wanted to look at as well. Here's another thing. Remember how we had, last week I think it was, that we talked about the different names the different names and their meanings associated with this line, that's going to become important as we move on, okay? If you remember last week, we looked at Seth ended up having the name appointed, or the meaning of appointed for the name of Seth, and we found that right out of the Bible. I'm, I'm not going to redo that study, but basically you'll remember that there was a message that came out. When you read the names, the translations into English for the names of Adam all the way through Noah, you ended up coming up with man appointed mortal sorrow the blessed God shall come down, teaching, his death shall bring the despairing rest or comfort. Okay? I throw that out there because that's going to be interesting in a few more minutes after we put some more information up here on the board. All right. So here's what we've got. We've got a list of names. We've got numbers. We've got ages. And then we've got this flood that we know is coming in the future. But we need something to pin it down as far as where this all takes place in conjunction with the timing of the flood. And I'd propose to you, it's in Genesis chapter 7, verse 6. Genesis chapter 7, verse 6. It says this, Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was on the earth. So here we have the anchor point so that we can position all of this, all of these numbers here, in relationship to the flood. So you've got here the flood, waves symbolizing the flood, underneath Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So we know that Noah was 600 years old at the time of the flood. I've got 500 written here between Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So that ought to tell you that Shem, Ham, and Japheth were approximately 100 years old by the time of the flood. Does that make sense? See that? You add that together. 100 between Shem, Ham, and Japheth and the flood. And then the 500 between Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth makes a total of 600, right? 600 from Noah to the flood. Here's what I want to do now. I'm going to draw on this side of the board where we erased and made a big open space here where the line of Cain used to be. And here's what I've got. I've got a timeline I'm drawing, a, a red line straight down. Okay? And what this is going to represent, down here at the bottom of this red line, of this vertical red line from top to bottom of the board, 
Down at the bottom, I'm going to draw the symbol for the flood again, or I'm just going to draw waves here. That's going to mean for us the flood, the period of the flood. All right. So this is going to be a timeline leading to the flood. We're going to call this right down here where the flood is, we're going to call that year zero. All right. Keep in mind, I need to make this point. This is not year zero that you and I would associate with the birth of Christ. All right. Make sure that you understand this is a different timeline. What we're going to do is we're going to plot some numbers on this timeline, and it's going to be the number of years until the flood. So when we get these numbers up, that's the number of years until the flood. So year zero, that's right when the flood occurs. All right. So Noah, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to divide this up into equal spaces. I've got approximately 17 equal spaces here on my timeline. Okay, that's what I can fit here, and that's all I need. So number, I'm going to label these 100. So that means that line right there is 100 years before the flood. The next one is going to be 200. Obviously indicating that is going to be 200 years before the flood. 300, 400, here's 500, 600, 700, 800, 900. Let's stop there and let's start uh, Let's start filling some of these in and we'll come back and if we need more, uh, which we will, then we'll go ahead and fill them in. So right now I've got 0 to 900. And so the reason I've got that is because right away I want to include this one. Noah, 600 years before the flood. I'm going to write over here Noah's birth. All right? Noah's birth. Now who else can we also fit? We can also fit Shem, Ham, and Japheth. If you look at them, it would be 500 years after Noah's birth, or 100 years before the flood. So at this line right here where it says 100, we're going to write in birth of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So on our timeline, we're already filling it in. We've already got two, in, two things written in. We've got Noah's birth at 600 years before the flood, and the birth of Shem, Ham, and Japheth at 100 years before the flood. So now, let's start filling in the rest of these names according to their births. All right, so Noah, that's 600 years before the flood. That's his birth. We know that Lamech was born 182 years before that. Remember, Lamech was 182 when he had Noah. That's why these numbers are coming into play here. That's uh, the benefit of having these numbers here. So we can see that we need to go 182 years further before the flood and write Lamech for his birth. Does that make sense? All right, so instead of 600, we're going to count up 182. We're going to go up to 782. So this is 800 right here. Here's 700 right here. So 782 is going to be right about here. So 782 years before the flood, we're going to write Lamech's birth. All right, let's move on then. How many years between Lamech and Methuselah? Lamech and Methuselah, 187. So 187 plus the 782 we're already at, it's going to take us here to 969. So here's 900. Maybe we should make another line here for 1,000. There's 969 right about there. We're going to write in Methuselah's birth. All right, so let's go ahead and we're already at Methuselah. We might as well extend the rest of our timeline up. Here's 1,000. We're going to go 1,100, 1,200. 1300 at this point, 1400 at this point, 1500 at this point, 1600 years before the flood at this point right here. We're going to stop right there. So going from Methuselah to Enoch, it's only 65 years. So Methuselah plus 65, so 969 plus 65 gives us a date of birth for Enoch of 1034 years until the flood. These numbers come right out of the Bible. These are right out of Genesis 7. 
verse 6, and right out of Genesis chapter 5. That's where we're getting our information. So going from Enoch to Jared, we have what? 162 years. Jared was 162 when he had Enoch. So we're going to take Enoch's birth, 103.4. We're going to add 162, and we have 1,196. So it's going to be right here, right next to the 1,200 line. Jared's birth. So how about Mahalalel? 65 years from Jared to Mahalalel. So 1196 plus 65, 1261, between 12 and 13. It's going to be right about here. 1261, Mahalalel's birth. All right, Mahalalel to Kenan. Mahalalel to Kenan is how many years? It's 70 years. So 1261 plus 70. It's going to take us up to 1331. It's right about here. Kenan's birth. Now, Kenan to Enosh, how many years between them? 90 years. So Kenan's birth at 1331, we're going to add 90 to that. Takes us to 1421, 1,421 years before the flood. It's going to be right about here between 1400 and 1500. Enosh's birth. All right, now between Enosh and Seth, 105 years. So we take Enosh's birth, 1421 or 1,421 years before the flood. We add 105 years, that gets us 1526. We're just about filling up our timeline here. 1526, right about here, Seth's birth. And then we have one more to put in there. Between Seth and Adam, Adam was 130 when he had Seth, so we're going to add 130. So Seth's birth here, 1526, add 130 to that, you get 1656. So we're going to need to extend our line just a little bit more, right there. That's going to be Adam's birth. Are we going to call it that? I'd propose we call it Adam's creation. All right? I think that's a more, a more appropriate term. That's when Adam was created. All right? So using the numbers right out of Genesis chapter 5 and that additional remark in Genesis chapter 7 verse 6, we have Adam 1,656 years before the flood. Now, I will say this. This is not without controversy, okay? There are lots of commentators and whatnot that would say, yeah, you know, there could be people missing out of here. Uh, there could be whole generations missing out of here. There could be lots of people missing, and therefore lots of years missing out of here. I'm giving you what the Bible says. I'm not in a position to speculate who might be missing and how many years I might have to attribute to those folks. I'm just putting up here what the Bible says. When it comes to interpreting the Bible... I like to let the Bible interpret itself. And so before I start deciding that I'm smarter than the Bible and that there are people that are missing and that there are days and ages uh, and eons that might be missing, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to see if the Bible says something about what I'm reading in some other place that would help to confirm for me that I can trust it. All right? And I'll give you this. By default, I'm going to trust God's word. Unless I find that the whole counsel of God suggests that I'm misinterpreting a passage, okay? So I'm going to let God's word verify for me what I'm reading. And thankfully, there is a place I can do that in this situation. Genesis chapter 5, these names here that we know lead eventually to the line of Christ, they form part of the beginning of the line that leads to the Savior, to Jesus Christ. These names, we can find a confirmation for these over in Luke chapter 3. If you turn over to Luke chapter 3, you find that Luke did us a favor. Starting in verse 23 and going to, through the rest of the chapter, Luke fills in for us the lineage of Christ. And when you look at the names there, 
He's got him, well, he's got him, for one thing, he's got him in a different order than we might expect. We are starting at Adam, and we're moving our way as Adam has children and goes on from there. He moves from Jesus and moves backwards. If you move in reverse order in this Luke chapter 3 passage, what names do you see? You see Adam, and then verse 38, you also see Seth. And then in verse 38, you see Enos or Enosh. It's going to be the same guy, just a, a variation of spelling. Verse 37, Canaan or Canaan. Some of your versions will have Canaan. And then you have Mahalalel. Are we matching so far? We are. We're matching the same names on the list that we're looking at. And then Jared. And then Enoch. And then Methuselah. And then Lamech. And then Noah. And then Shem. You see that? These are the same names. So we have Luke chapter 3 testifying for us, confirming for us, the same names that we have Genesis chapter 5. This has been part one of a two-part study. We hope you'll join us for the next one. And we thank you for joining us here at the CJC Weekly Bible Study.